Thank you so much for coming. It's my pleasure. Do you mind if I say a word? No, no. Go right ahead. Plethora. Thank you. That means a lot. Live from wherever you are and whenever you're listening to this, it's the Smokin' Hot Toddcast with your host, Hot Toddy, starring Miranda, Ollie, Miss Pingrino, DJ Pork, Sheila, DA Williams, and Orson Wells. And featuring me, your announcer, Doc Summit. And now, here's your host, Hot Toddy. Hi. <laughs> okay. All right, we're off to a good start. Welcome to the Smokin' Hot Toddcast. I'm Hot Toddy. Uh, what you should take away from this monologue, if you haven't figured it out within these first few seconds, is I, I don't sleep very much anymore. <laughs> I, I don't sleep well. Let's put it to you that. Let me put it to you that way. Uh, I have. I'm an infant. I have my days and nights mixed up. I sleep at weird times, but it's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's great. We're here. We're ready to do this episode. It's episode 22 of season 8 of the Smokin' Hot Toddcast, which is the first of the final three episodes of season 8. It doesn't feel like season 8 should be coming to a close, but it is. We're we're drawing in. We're closing in on uh, the end of season 8, but don't worry. Season 9 is just around the corner. Lots of fun still ahead. And of course, we have our special live episodes that we do throughout the summer. So, I mean, we're really not going anywhere. But, uh, but yeah, season 8's almost done. And what better way to kick off these last three episodes than reconnecting with an old friend. This lovely lady has been on the show multiple times, and you talk about someone achieving the dream. As a matter of fact, that was the name of the last episode she was on. She has absolutely achieved the dream. She's done things that I can only wish I can do. One of those things is to become a published author. I'm talking about the one and only Rosemarie Machario. She is back, and she has a brand new novel coming out in June called The Face of the Realm. It's a sequel to her first novel, which came out in 2019, The Amulet of Elements. And like I said, this novel will be out on June 21st. Now, if you haven't read The Amulet of Elements, you need to check that out immediately so that you can be prepared for The Face of the Realm. And if The Face of the Realm is anything like The Amulet of Elements, it's going to be one damn fantastic book. So this week, I get to sit down with the one and only Rosemary Machario, talking about not just the new book, but what's going on in her life. We haven't spoken to her in a while, so it'll be a fun show. So sit back and get ready for an interesting and fun interview with my good friend Rosemary Machario on an all-new episode episode of the Smokin' Hot Toddcast. You're listening to the most splendiferous, the most fantastic, the greatest podcast in the history of podcasts, the Smokin' Hot Toddcast. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. Well, oh my goodness. You know, it's been a while since we've talked to this lovely person. Uh, and, you know, every time I get together with her, it's always a lot of fun. It's always because she has something huge going on. There's always something exciting going on in her world. And right now is no different. I told you at the top of the show, she's got a new book coming out. It's the sequel to the uh, element of uh, Amulet of Elm Elements. I always get the... the, the the thing's confused. The Amulet of the Elements. It was a great novel. The sequel's coming out in June. It's The Face of the Realm. That comes out on June 21st. It's Rosemarie Machario, ladies and gentlemen. Here she is. 
thank you for having me on today. You're welcome, and thank you for being here. Things are a little different than the last time we did this together. I was just thinking about it last night. The last time you were on this show, it was literally days before the pandemic started. And we, yes. we were able to get together, and I remember we talked about all of these appearances that you were going to do, all these all the book tour stuff, like there was all this stuff. And then literally the next week, you shut down. Everything okay. was gone. And then I and then I, I watched your page as you said, this was canceled, and this was canceled. This was <laughs> like, oh my God, this is so sad. But luckily, things have kind of, it goes up and down. It picks up and then kind of slows down during all this, but uh, but it hasn't stopped you from uh, your creativity, which which is what is beautiful about that, and you've you've started a new and you've written a new book, and then the series continues because this this is a part of a series, correct? Uh, the magic of the chosen ones. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very long series, um, but yeah. So this is the second one, and it continues uh, Princess Illyria Rose's destiny in trying to. Um, basically save the fate of the realm from the evil wizard brawl so uh, the epic saga continues and there's so much more going on in book two. Oh my gosh like I love book two it's and now you gotta think I started writing these a long time ago you know I'm talking 2011 oh took nine years to get the first book published but during that time I had already written book two had already written book three and I'm currently in the process of doing an outline for book four so I am on I'm ahead of the game Uh, I, I feel very very fortunate you know being with seven star press and when I met with them initially in 2018 about my saga and, and talking about the series and my plans for the Magic of the Chosen Ones, but we hadn't even had a series title because I hadn't even thought of that. I mean, I kind of did, but it was really cheesy. I was going to call it The Adventures of Princess Lyria Rose. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. It's simple. It gets the it gets the whole point out there. Right. But then whenever I finished book three and had my cliffhanger, you know, an epilogue, and of course I can't jump all the way to talking about that, I'm like, I really need to rethink this series title. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I went back and I was thinking, okay, like, and I had all these different titles for the series title. And I was like, okay, well, this one makes the most sense. And I'll leave it at that. You know, the Magic of the Chosen Ones just makes total sense. And as it goes on and as the series develops, the readers will get it. I don't feel like I'm leaving the readers in like a scratching their head like mm-hmm. it. but with book two it's going to be I, I mean it's high fantasy I mean you know it's high fantasy it's just like the first one but there's still that whole realm of 
adventure and romance and nod to fairy tales, but we get a little bit more grown up. Oh, a little more mature, do we? Yeah, a whole <laughs> lot more mature, a lot more. If I could put a rating, if I had to put a rating, yes, um, it would be rated either, I would say, MA for mature audiences, for sure. I'm talking Game of Thrones, Outlander, you know, things of that nature that you see on HBO, Stars, Netflix, you know? <laughs> so so it's not, not something you would air, like, on a Saturday morning type thing. No, no. <laughs> Isn't the MA over on R rating? I, I believe so, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we're definitely over the R rating. Ooh. So it's definitely everything that you love in fantasy, but it, it's for adults. I mean, let me tell you, mm-hmm. adults, dive in and enjoy this, but don't let your kids read it. Don't let it... Uh, no, no. I mean, if you are totally open and you're fine with, you know, your 16, 17-year-old watching Game of Thrones, watching Outlander, and you don't bat an eye, you know, or even The Last Kingdom, I mean, I mean, if you're super cool with them watching those things, then by all means, let them read it, you know. Um, book one had a lot of adult themes, but... I mean, you read it. I mean, you know. There, I mean, there, it, there were, but it, it didn't like go to. It went to like to the edge, but then it kind of stopped right, right there. Yes. So we going all the way, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're off the cliff. We're like Wiley e. Coyote. We splat on the ground on this book. Yes. <laughs> there's new characters. Um, there's characters who you're like, wow, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. It's that journey that the princess gets to truly do that coming of age. Mm -hmm. You know, she had that coming of age epiphany. Right. In book one. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. This, I can do this. Right. You know, I, I don't need a man. So if you've not read book one. You know, I mean, that is a little bit of a spoiler, but, you know, when it boils down to it, you really need to catch up on book one if you want to read book two, because, um, yeah, sure. I mean, if somebody just picks it up and grabs it and starts reading it, that's great. You know, I mean, you're going to get a nice little catch up, you know, in the prologue. And, And I can say that. And then little bit by little bit, you know, there are pieces that say, okay, hey, remember this when this happened in book one? And it's just the characters reliving, you know, those memories. Right. (laughs) 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 But it's going to be a lot more intense and, and, and... uh, aside from the new characters, there's going to be new places, Ooh. and there's going to be um, new realms and new premonitions and new powers and powers under control. And Princess Illyria is going to be different. You know, she's yeah. going to find show that maturity 
but also that vulnerability that when you're faced with something new that we all go through, we're like, we literally have those, what the fuck am I going to do? Right. (laughs) (laughs) What what am I doing here? And in her world, in her world, it's a lot more extreme. Yes. yes. Yeah. The great thing I love about writing, you know, high fantasy. And I mean, you have that one character that literally the fate of the realm is in her hands, Mm -hmm. you know, and, but then you have some other characters along the way to kind of help you along, just like in Lord of the Rings or the Hobbit. I mean, you know, you had Frodo and he had his mission, but you know what? He had Samwise Gamgee and he had the dwarf and he had, you know, that, the really handsome dude and, <laughs> <laughs> and some elves and you know and he had a really great wizard that you know kept him on his path and like look this is how it's gonna be and you've got to do this right so and princess Illyria has her little band of merry men and and people to help her along the way and then she's also got this like Jimmy cricket character that's kind of stepping in and like we gotta do this. This is what we gotta do. Yeah. You know, and I'm gonna help you along, but I'm gonna tell you like it is. You know, mm-hmm. and so it, there's just like so many things, and it's just like, wow. And and something else that I I really dived into a little bit more with book two is like, I've got freedom. I've got all of this set into place. And this is going to speak volumes because literally we're, you know, we're in, you know, part one, we're part two, this is part three, and each, each part gives you a little bit of mm, something, something, something with a character, you know, you know, doing like this great introduction to the next part of the book. Right. And... I want to give these little morsels away because mm-hmm. then it's going to like, I feel like it's really going to draw the readers, especially the fans from book one and to give them what they've been waiting for. I mean, they've been waiting two years. It's been two years since the Amulet of Elements. Right. And I really am so excited about this. And even my editors like, you know, your readers are going to love this. <laughs> I, and I, I wouldn't be a bit surprised because if it's anything like the first book, I mean, it's it's going to blow you out of the water. It's going to be intense. It's going to be amazing. Better. Exactly. Better. Like, I can say, like, I so enjoyed editing it. Like, I had to do, like, I had turned in my edits. And then when my my editor came back with me and said hey look you know i've did my thing and i've made these suggestions and these changes and you know it's a matter of okay like i gotta read over the the red lines and the red (laughs) (laughs) and i just loved reading back over the book right i loved reading back over the story because I had not read over it since I sent in my main edits two years before. Mm-hmm. 
And because I started getting right back into the edits after the first book came out, you know, because, you know, I wanted to make sure, boom, year later, this book two was going to be ready, but then COVID happened. And that's all I got to say to COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Middle fingers indeed. Hello, Carson. This is the Chuck E. Jesus calling about your most recent application. I'm sorry, but we're going to have to decline because of your resume. It looks as if you've copied and pasted the entire script of the B-movie. Also, your email is I'm not allowed within 500 feet of children at Hotmail.com. For these reasons, we must decline you. Have a good day. It's time for everyone's favorite game show. Is it your right? And now, here's the host of Is It Your Right, Justice Samuel Alito. Thank you, Doc Summit. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Is It Your Right, the game show where I, Justice Samuel Alito, decide if it's your right. Let's welcome our contestants, Janelle and Miranda. Thank you. It's great. Silence, woman. All right, let's begin. Here's tonight's first question. Is it your right to get an abortion? Janelle? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry, no. The answer is no. It is not your right, despite the fact that the Supreme Court, you know, the court that I'm on, already settled this in 1973 saying that it is, in fact, your right. And of course, it really doesn't affect anyone, literally anyone that complains about it. Alright, next question. Is it your right to get affordable contraception at your own discretion? Miranda? Yes. Sorry, no, it actually isn't your right. Despite the fact that it is, in fact, your body, you cannot do what you like with it. And now I'll explain the rules of Is It Your Right? I ask questions about serious issues regarding women's health. And unless the answer favors my beliefs, you know, the beliefs of an old white man, the answer is always no. It is not your right. All right, and now let's meet our players. First, Janelle. It says here you've never had kids. Is that correct? Yes, that's true. I see. So you don't want to do your part in expanding our society? Well, no, I'm just not ready to have kids yet. Oh, so in any situation that would involve sexual activity, you use contraception? I do, yes. Ah. Oh no! You're stoned! Oh, poor Janelle. Because she does things that I don't like, she got stoned. Because this is a marker? Sure, why not? And now, Miranda, it says here you've had two beautiful children. Yes, I have, and I'm very proud of them both. They're wonderful children. That's fantastic. Although, it also says here you've had your tubes tied. Um, how did you get that information? Isn't it illegal for you to know this? Just answer the question, child vessel! Alright, fine! Yes, I have! I've had two wonderful children, I've done my part, now I'm done! Thank you! Oh, sorry! I don't think so. Oh no! You're stoned! You know the rules! Do something a man doesn't like, you have to suffer! Alrighty, Doc Summit, tell our players what they win! 
Nothing! They win absolutely nothing! He's right! Only people like me win in situations regarding changing the laws on women's bodies. Well, that's all the time we have this week. Join us next time when we, I mean I, decide, is it your right? Good night, everybody. You're listening to Hot Toddy. On the Smoking Hot Toddcast. Because I was, I was going to ask, did the pandemic... my life. Right. My perspective on things. And, and after having, like, all this time to think about just how precious life is. Mm-hmm. And just how many things that we take for granted. And, and I've always been a, a philosophical person. I do yoga every morning. I, I meditate. I... You know, I, I'm pagan, and you know, I, I try to take in, you know, the energy of everything that is living, indoors, outdoors, all of it. And when you think about these things, and you start looking, and your mind is open, and your eyes are open, you start seeing signs, and you start seeing synchronicities, and you know, there are all these things that it's like. I feel like I'm on the right path. Right. This is what I am meant to do. I am meant, and I always felt in my heart of hearts, you know, nine, 10, 12 years ago when I started writing the first book. And, you know, I kept getting so just despair, just total despair over the nine years of like the hundreds of rejection letters that I got from agents, small publishing houses, you know, and it was just depressing. And I'm like, other people would give me advice and writing communities and Twitter and even the agents, the agents would come back and say, look, you know, write something else do something else and I did I wrote like a children's book and you know I wrote um a paranormal horror erotica mix nice <laughs> and I did a contemporary romance just to kind of bounce around I, I bounced around at different um point of views and you know writing a different you know different person and and, and doing that it was like, okay, I'm ready to go back to my fantasy series. Mm-hmm. I mean, those characters are screaming in my head. Right. And I just, it was just coming out of me and it wouldn't stop. I'm like, you know, I don't care what anybody else says. I'm doing what I feel in my gut to do. And I really feel that the right publishing house is going to see what I see. And, and they did with Seven Star Press. That's and for sure so grateful to my publisher Steven Zimmer and um, my editor Holly Felipe and I'm just so grateful to them because they gave me a chance and they listened to my story and what my princess had to say so I felt like it was a match made in heaven you know with that so I'm, I'm super stoked about book two and I really hope, I really hope the readers are as stoked as I am because, you know, I, I've read through it and, you know, reading it again. And I edited it twice. 
not just once this time around. Like I went back over it again after I did everything that my editor suggested. We're talking the fine toothed of fine tooth combs. <laughs> yes. And I, I just wanted it as practically perfect as it could possibly be. And, you know, uh, double dotting my eyes and magic and, <laughs> you know, and making sure that, you know, I didn't miss anything. And just to make sure that it was just a damn good story, mm-hmm. you know, to tell a good story. I wanted my characters to tell their story and to take you by the hand and lead you into their realm. And I'm so looking forward to my first public appearance where I have the books in my hand. That way, when someone comes up to me and buys the book and I sign it and I pass it to them and I can say the fate of the realm is in your hands. (laughs) Nice. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And I love that. And, you know, again, because we we were talking about this, you know, right now with everything going on, you still don't really know where you're going to be able to to do this and i've i unfortunately this year i was booked for like four or five different places and over the time before a lot of this happened there was a lot of things that just naturally when you are dealing with life and since I didn't really get to go anywhere or do anything and, you know, I didn't really have a lot of high sales, you know, because I couldn't set up anywhere. Right. You know, last year there was a few places, but it still wasn't enough, really. And then my computer just. Oh, my God. Yeah. Really? Yes. And so, like. I was really needing to update my website and it wouldn't like, it wouldn't do any more updates. I mean, it, it was taking two hours to charge. Just no. To get it to, but I mean, this was like from like 2008, 2010, somewhere in there that, you know, it was purchased. My other little laptop that I had, um, my MacBook Air, you know, I only use it for writing. Mm-hmm. So there was no space to hold pictures. I couldn't do anything. And then I wasn't able to do updates on it anymore. So I'm like, okay, I've got to think about my finances. I can't go and spend, even with a discount, I can't go and spend $700 a pop at a hotel. Right. And that's just the hotel. Mm-hmm. You know, the estimate of how many days I need to be there and and pay that and I just can't do it and I was really I think the most sad I was is because you know I was a guest at least at you know three four of these places and I'm like and it would be helpful to you know have that to where you know they take care of the hotel you know even if i'm not getting like a per diem or any type of conversation that way it would help if my hotel was covered you know if i'm gonna be a guest and whatever and so like but i had to think of like look i need a computer first mm-hmm. i've got to get this book out i've got to do this i mean I, you know i had a lot of things that i just really needed to take care of and so I had to weigh these decisions look I've got to get my website going because you know I'm paying 
yearly for this and I can't even update it. You know, I can go into my app on my phone and, and kind of make some changes in the store or something. And yeah, I could post something, you know, like a column or something on my thing, but you know, I can't post a picture. I can't do any of these things. And I had so many outdated things <laughs> on my site that I didn't realize it was just that update, you know, outdated because I'm not doing the dream big show anymore. Like I'm just totally giving up because anywhere that I have, even thought or considered to be like a venue um whenever i'd kind of contacted a few people they were like oh well you know we really feel like this is great but you know we want to put somebody with you as a co-host and we want to take over blah 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 and but we still want to charge you for being here and using the stuff oh no 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 this is my baby. Right. You know, I'm bringing somebody on, but I mean, it's my baby. And then I tried kind of pitching it to um, PBS and, and never really heard anything. And so it's like, okay, I'm just going to stop that right now. You know, I, I don't have time. Um, and being that uh, a lot of the episodes were accidentally, okay, all the episodes were accidentally deleted from my YouTube channel. Oh no. Where I just like, I give up, I'm done. So I just like, okay, so I'm revamping it. I'm gonna go back for it to just be a column. So I always write, uh, always dream big with, you know, whenever I sign stuff, whenever I do stuff, that's always been my mantra, I guess. Right. Uh, in the back of my wall, you know, that that's all like dream big stuff. You 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 might as well have this trademarked at this point. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. Maybe I am a rich author, you know, I'll have that as my trademark. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. But right now, it's like okay, I'm just gonna go back to my roots of mm -hmm. just writing, and I'm dabbling into filmmaking and dabbling into things like that so i've done since covid <laughs> what else are you gonna do but right um i have one that's out on the material productions youtube channel um that is an affair to remember um i tried submitting to a few film things uh festivals but didn't get in because everybody, I guess, was filmmaking in 2020. Yeah, that's so, all they were doing, yeah. But one, like, it was so bombarded with all kinds of everyone submitting their film that, you know, I, I wasn't in amongst the realm of getting in there. Um, I was nominated by a couple places. Really? But, yeah, I was, uh, I got in as, like, a submission, you know, on one, but... I didn't win anything, so I didn't say anything about it. You know, it wasn't a big deal. Um, the second one is done, and it's been uh, submitted to a few film festivals. And um, it is um, An Affair to Forget, and it's a sequel. I'm hoping I have a script for the prequel. 
So hopefully I can get that filmed at some point once mm -hmm. all of the excitement of book two is done and it's officially out and, um, tech, you know, and so just whenever there's like a little bit more time, because right now it's film festival season. So right. everybody's filming for all of the major, you know, Tessie 10 and it soon it will be like all the other film festivals with a seven day shootout and all these other things. And, and then there's the horror film festival. So it's like, everybody's going to be shooting for all of these things. And I'm probably not going to get any, find any help to shoot my little film. So I'll just wait. <laughs> <laughs> Don't wait and sit on this script. Right. It's not going anywhere. It'll be there. It'll be there. I want to see how this film does. Um, it's set like six months later from the first film, so I'm I'm pretty excited about it, and I like being a storyteller. Mm -hmm. Um, I I enjoy acting, but I was also dabbling as a director. So I really like that too. Right? <laughs> See, I, I've never been interested in directing because I feel like, I mean, I, I do a little directing for this show and for the videos that we make on our on our page on YouTube. And I'm like, I, I couldn't handle big scale directing because that, that drives me nuts. The little, little silly things that we do drives me nuts. So I, I can't even imagine doing it on a film. Hi, I'm Emily Fleming from Good Mythical Morning, and you're listening to Hot Chatty on the Spoken Hot Podcast. The Smoking Hot Podcast presents The Ollie Report, a segment dedicated to extremely professional and hard-hitting journalism. Reports on headlines straight off the news ticker through the eyes of Ollie. And now, The Ollie Report. Hello and welcome to the Ollie Report. I'm Hot Toddy. We've got a hot scoop for you this week. For those of you who don't know, just the other day, North Carolina Representative Madison Cawthorn conceded to Chuck Edwards in the GOP primary for his North Carolina seat. This is huge news because not only was Madison Cawthorn a favorite of Donald Trump, but he was a favorite of the Republican Party in general. What does this mean? Does this mean Trumpism is starting to fade? We don't know, but we know somebody who might know. The one and only Ollie. He's in North Carolina this week to get the scoop, so let's go to him now. Hello, Ollie. How are things there? People aren't wearing jackets anymore, Hot Toddy. They're wearing shorts and t-shirts because it's warm out. If you wore a jacket right now, it'd be too hot. But if you ever had one of those Red Bulls, they taste real good. Even on a hot day, there's a redneck. I am in North Carolina, after all. But cheeks! A lot of weird stuff in just a few seconds there, Ollie, but thank you. Um, well, let's get started here. Let's get right into it. Um, of course, Madison Cawthorn, who is currently a member of the House of Representatives, lost his seat to Chuck Edwards this week. This is a huge blow for the Trump-backed candidate. Have you spoken to him or any of his representatives to get his views on, on how he feels about losing? What kind of a name is Madison Cawthorn anyway? He sounds like one of the Delta Knights. I sing of the glorious Delta Knights. I see sky and trees and buildings! Uh-huh. So have you spoken to Chuck Edwards to see how he's feeling? He's got to be feeling pretty good, beating out Madison Cawthorn. But how does he feel? What direction is the GOP going now that a Trump-backed candidate has lost? I understand the difficulties of working in Washington, D.C. as a representative of one state. How? Baskets! Okay, well, that's great. 
Well, I, you know, I hate to ask this because the last thing we really want to do is talk to him or any of his representatives, but have you spoken to representatives of former President Donald Trump to get their reaction over the fact that not only did Madison Cawthorn lose, but Dr. Mehmet Oz, who is a Trump-backed candidate for the Senate in Pennsylvania, is in a dead heat with his opponent. Have you spoken to them to get their reaction on what's going on? And again, is Trumpism walking out the door? Oh, um, actually, Hot Toddy, I... I might have an answer to your first question. Oh, thank God. Really? Okay, great. So you've you've spoken to somebody uh, involved with Madison Cawthorn to get his reaction. Wonderful. Uh, what have they said? Actually, Hot Toddy, I'll do you one better. He's here. Oh, my God. Okay, well, I mean... I don't want to sound biased here, but I'm not a big Madison Cawthorn fan, but we'd love to hear from him to get his reaction on losing, and I would like to hear uh, where he thinks things are going at this point. Well, I, I'm sure you would, Atari, but uh, I don't... Uh I don't know if he's in any condition to talk about it. Ollie, I'm sure he's upset right now. I know he's upset about losing, but I'm sure he can speak with us. So I'm going to do that, okay? Remember, this is the Ollie Report. It's our new segment here on the Smoking Hot Podcast. And we need to get the story, capiche? I did. Have at it. Thank you. Congressman Cawthorn, I, I know you must be uh, very upset right now, and uh, I'm sure you're lamenting the fact that you lost this election, uh, but uh, how are you feeling right now in terms of where the GOP is going? Do you believe Trumpism is starting to make a downfall? Uh, where are we now in, in this state? Yes, yes, I do. I, uh, I think we're getting an up-close and personal view of that. I, we, we definitely are. Um, is he naked? Yes, very naked. And is he tucking? Oh, he's tucking, yes. Yes, yeah, Tony, he's tucking. All right. Well, I think we should just back away slowly. Yeah. Let's just, uh, let's just be happy this man is leaving the House of Representatives. Yes, yes. Let's. Let's just keep backing away. Seriously, we're done. Let's get out of here. That's going to do it for the Ollie Report this week. Tune in next time for another headline ripped from the Ollie News Ticker. Until then, have a good day and an Ollieful week. Into the I just wanted to tell you that every day when you shower for like the last three months, like I see your bare butt cheeks through the window and I'm like, I just wanted to tell you that you need to close your blinds and I'm not, I don't even want you to call me back. It's neat. Like I just kind of wanted to test the waters to see how I liked it Mm -hmm. at first and, and do it that way. But I really felt like being able to tell the story and not just one way, not just writing it down. You know, I wanted to portray the character. I wanted to also direct the characters. You know, I wanted to put a little bit more emphasis in it. And I mean, I had the best, the best help and the best crew and the best everything. And so I really hope that, you know, we can get picked up because they put a lot of hard work into it. 
you know, I just shake and baked and I helped. I right. Mean, <laughs> 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 but yeah, I mean, that's that's a, a, an amazing thing to get a film done in, in any capacity is an accomplishment within itself. So, I mean, that alone has got to make you feel good. Um, now, I'm not uh, technical savvy at all. Uh, I, I, I pretend like I am, but sometimes, eh, you know, eh, it's fine. Yeah. Not yet to the point of actually filming right. ed- or any of that stuff yet. Um, I have equipment for it now. Sort Ooh, of. good. Well, I mean, I've got a new phone, I finally got a new computer, I finally mm-hmm. got a new iPad, and finally got all these things that, you know, kind of coincide with one another and can do things and, you know, do cool things, and I just haven't gotten there yet. Right. You know, I finally got the website updated um, decently. You know, I made all my modifications, my changes. Um I put a lot more into my author page. Mm. So now my author page, you have links to pre-order the new book. You have links to order the existing book. You have links to go into my store. Like it just skips over to my store. To right. You can get an autographed copy of my book and I will ship it to you. Uh, I mean, that's the first one, of course. Yes. Um, now when the second one is out on June 21st we'll start that process yes that too but you mean you still have links to all the other things and then there's a link to the seven star press um uh website and then there's the link to go to my youtube other youtube channel yes i have one of those yes yes the direct video that you can clip onto to watch the book trailer for book one. Um, I am planning and hoping I can have a book for the second book, but I haven't gotten that far yet. We're, we're working on it. We're, we're progressing to that point. It's going to get there. Yeah. It's like I'm baby stepping it um, just because the book in itself is so epic. I mean, and that's just, I know it's just my being biased, but I mean, there's just so much to it. And I really feel like I, I won't disappoint the readers. You won't, because yeah. especially if it's anything like the first book, there is no disappointment at all. <laughs> and no one will get bored for any time because like it is way longer than the first book. So Good. if you thought the first book was kind of long, like, I've got a copy of my author copy sitting here. Right. Okay, I've got an author copy. Right. There it <laughs> is. That was printed. So it is my personal copy. Mm-hmm. Let's see how many pages it was just on the, just on the thing, you know, scale. Just, just to give you an idea. 303 pages. All right. See, there you go. <laughs> Just double this. Right. Oh my God. See now, <laughs> but see, that's that's what a story is supposed to do. It's supposed to start off a little bit big, and then you get bigger and bigger and bigger as the series goes on. That's yeah. what it's supposed to do. You know what's kind of crazy is like, um, I don't think book three is as long as book two. Um, I don't, I don't think so. No, but not by much. Um, there's just so much in when you kind of get in the middle of a story because right now I mean it's 
a three book series technically that's done mm -hmm. i mean you know you're not gonna see book three for like a year but <laughs> but, <laughs> but like i said i had a lot of time on my hands within nine years of waiting to get the first book published. sure so, sure for anatomy um but you know with book two there was so much to tell like so much to show that in the span of time of the things that Princess Deliria had to go through and what she had to do in order to get from what she didn't get finished in book one. And I don't feel like it leaves like a serious, well, it does leave a cliffhanger, but it's not one of those that's like, what? Right. You left me here? It's not like watching the end of like Game of Thrones or Outlander or any of these shows that are on TV right now that just leaves such a cliffhanger. Right. Like, what? <laughs> I want to leave that kind of, you know, wonderful ending. Like, I totally fell in love with Last Kingdom and I honestly can't wait to read the book series. Mm -hmm. Can't wait. Can't wait to go and, and take that and mark it off my checklist. Go for um, it, yeah. Yeah, um, I'm still doing my Outlander collection. <laughs> <laughs> There's a new book and I don't have it. And it's just like the um, Alice Poffman Practical Magic series. Uh, you know, I was like, oh my God, Like I'm like three books behind. How did this happen? Because uh, <laughs> well, you've been busy, that's why. <laughs> so, like, um, I'm not going to give a spoiler to The Last Kingdom at the end of season five, but there was such a wonderful ending. Like, such a wonderful ending. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever seen something summed up so beautifully. And I'm like, goals. But you know what? I kind of feel like I did that in the first book. To right. Where it's, you have a nice pleasant ending to be like you know i, I did this mm. you know, and my character can sit back and say you know i did this even though it wasn't the way i would have preferred it to right. turn out i i did my thing mm -hmm. uh, lesson but i know i still have more to do and i'm going to be prepared for it but then we get into book two and she's like yeah, I'm, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> yes, I don't, I don't know what's going on. It's all just happening. <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> so you get more of the, um, finally get to, uh, those premonitions he ha she had in the first book. Really? Yeah, think of all those premonitions she had in the first those book. Those were quite a few, actually, yeah. He actually didn't that didn't happen by the end of the first book that kind of left you like, Hmm, mm -hmm. we're having these premonitions and this hasn't happened yet. When's this going to happen? Cause this is a premonition. Yep. Book two. <laughs> it's all happening. It's all coming I'm, out. That readers. Yeah. Give, you know, so <laughs> if you, I, I'm not leaving you hanging for two years without giving you something just spectacular. There's, so. there's plenty <laughs> coming. <laughs> wait yes wait <laughs> i love it i love it and yeah because i mean there was so much so much going on in the first one and so much to build up to for the second one for, for sure so this will be interesting to see what happens 
in in the face of the realm. So I'm I'm looking forward to that for sure. Yes, I, I think the fate of the realm is one of those books that it's like a roller coaster for fantasy. Mm-hmm. I've never been on a ro- roller coaster. Oh no, that's know? blasphemous! You need to be on. You need to get on a roller coaster. And but I can only imagine that this is what this is like for someone that's been on a roller coaster. Those ups, those downs, those twists, those turns. Are, you're going so fast and you don't know whether you want to laugh, cry, or throw up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that, you know, the readers are going to throw up. But, uh, <laughs> I'm not saying you're going to vomit. I'm just going to, I'm just saying. No, no, but it's going to be like that. That, that intense feeling in your guts that you're like wow this is intense right that's what i was going for and and that's the way books should be and and stories like this i mean it deserves that type of roller coaster i mean you you want that type of roller coaster of, of, of emotions going through you as you read that uh, the first one definitely gave that to you and i can't even imagine what the fate of the realm is going to bring yeah 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 absolutely well i mean uh, yeah <laughs> Well, so I mean, you get, you've given us an idea of what the future holds, uh, but what, I mean, what's what's the out, overall outlook? When when will the series be complete? Do you think? I don't know. Right off the top of my head, um, I am for sure signed for six books, and that's kind of what I had in mind. Initial thinking, yeah, six books. You know, we can kill Raw in six books. Mm-hmm. No, mm, no, no. Thinking nine. Wow. I think the magic number um but there's also so much for um a little bit of everything right you know like i have always mentioned in book one that you know there's some characters that oh one day they will be known as you know this person right or they is this person you know there's a lot for spinoffs there's a lot for a prequel i mean there's so much you know and there's so much that even i I think that i could really keep going to be honest um especially whenever it gets a little bit more into after what happens in book three and where I'm going with book four. Okay. So it's going to be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Complete 180 all of a sudden. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yes. So you're going full on star Wars. You're, you're, you're like, we're doing nine episodes and we're going to have spinoffs. We're going to have a new, a little- I mean, there's so many great authors out there, and and the things that they do is just like, oh, that's so awesome, and then you took this character over here, and that character over there, and you give that character his own series. Right. (laughs) Like, you know, hey! Yeah. How brilliant is this? And, you know, sometimes whenever you don't get a chance to read something... And you maybe you hadn't heard of it, mm-hmm. and then I'll 
TV series and you watch the TV series, you're like, damn, that was good. I can't wait to read the books. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. 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 Collecting them like little bit by little bit. Oh, I got a little money here. Well, I'm gonna go to the bookstore. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a collector, and so like I might collect an entire series before I start reading it because I don't want to be like stuck after reading like a book and then not have like the sequel. Mm-hmm. What's up with that? Right. Like I want all of it, and I'm really hoping that since. I'm the baby series coming out into the world. Right. (laughs) (laughs) People won't do like I did. You know, (laughs) don't do this, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Do not start a series without having the rest of the books on your phone. (laughs) Get the on there. That's right. Don't wait until, like, you know, you're just... Dang, you know, you know, I finished reading this book and there's a blizzard. Yeah, and you have like means to go out in this blizzard. <laughs> and and now look, you're stuck with no reading material. How could you? You're listening to the Smoking Hot Toddcast with your host Todd. Just Todd. Todd is helpful and Todd is there for you. Uh, well, it's actually hot toddy. Oh well, pardon me, Mister Perfect. Can you imagine uh, having ten children? No, that's like a litter. I would <laughs> ten puppies. Mm-hmm. I never. I don't. I barely want one child, let alone nine more. That's just uh, that ten. I don't. I don't know how my parents did it with two kids, and they were nine years apart. Like that. That's like torture. Somehow they got through it. Yeah. And we weren't bad kids, but I feel like that would. I would lose my mind. Yeah. When I fe- when I hear like my mom was, she was like one of five. So, like, when I hear that, I'm just like, my poor grandparents. <laughs> yeah, my husband, he comes from a family of five. Um, I think my grandmother was, like, one of seven. I'm just like, why? <laughs> I guess it kind of made sense for them because they were, like, they lived in, like, rural Tennessee where you sort of it paid or didn't pay, but it was beneficial to have a big family. Yeah, my so. dad was an only child. Good Lord. Yeah, and then my mom was, let's see, there was... One of six. Mm. No, I couldn't. I mean, they had more, but like they didn't make it. Um, (laughs) What a lovely story. Well, they were Catholic. (laughs) What's that got to do with this? Well, because like they murder them at some point. No, they're they're like the ones who would have ten babies. In the name of Catholicism. Uh, By the way, these ten kids are they all from the same woman? Obviously not. Oh, jeez. No. You shut that down real hard. The, and no. And pork, like, pork confirmed. Like, what's that creepy family that has, like, the rapist son? Oh, the uh, the Jetsons? Not the Jetsons. <laughs> Jetsons? Yes. The Jetsons. The what? Jetsons. The creepy family. Elroy? <laughs> Poor Elroy. What'd he do? Listen. Did you call Elroy a rapist? <laughs> he just called Elroy a rapist. Poor Elroy. He's like, oh my God! The <laughs> no, they're a real family. Have you seen that thing on top of his head? The honey boo boo child? Uh, no. No, they don't have like they don't have like ten thousand children <laughs> with a rapist. It's the kids, the rapist. No, I know, I know. I'm trying. I, the ten, I, I think it starts with. I'm gonna just type that in. Like the dookies. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting terrible. This is coming horribly. Oh, I can think of the dookies, but it's not. The Duggars. There we go. I was close. I don't think I know this family. 
true. And the mom had like 90,000 babies. <laughs> and I just imagine my last one, like she just stands up and they start falling out. She's never pushing more. <laughs> So that's why when you said to the one hatch, I'm like, no. Like, she'd have to walk around with like a cradle or something between her legs all the time to catch the baby when it falls off. Good lord. My god. So, yeah, that's a, that's what I think happens when you oh. like the dookies. The do- <laughs> uh, but they were like Mormon or something. They- <laughs> Like no, that was not one person. His boy Elroy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. How how did you even get to the Jetsons? The the family with the rapist son. Oh the the Jetsons. Oh the Jetsons. (laughs) (laughs) He just said it with such confidence to all the Jetsons. In my head, I don't know. I, I thought it was the Johnsons, and then it turned into the Jetsons, and I don't know. Oh, poor. <laughs> I didn't oh, have man. a nap today. Poor Alroy. Oh. No. Um, oh. Judy Jensen wasn't, you know, just sliding babies out. <laughs> but that's why that's what I think like, happens with them. So, yeah. I feel bad for Astro. Astro's about to say he it was, was Astro, man. He, his care was entrusted to Alroy. <laughs> <laughs> we know one of Elroy's victims now. Oh, oh no. Oh, God. The Jetsons. The Jetsons. <laughs> I'm fine. Everything's fine. Smoking hot podcast. Make sure that you pick up the amulet of elements. You know, like, contact me. I'll, I'll get you autographed copies. I have, like, a box of them here in my closet. She'll she'll personally tr- <laughs> she'll personally trudge out into a blizzard and bring it to you if you want her to. Yes, yes. Like, yes. You know, spot me some gas money. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring it to you. Um, and then you know, there's there's shipping. I can ship it to you. Right. Uh, and then if that doesn't work for you, if you just want a digital copy. I can hook you up with jump cards. Right. Those to you too. Um, and then there's also Amazon. There's Barnes and Noble. Mm-hmm. There's books. You can go into any of these stores and say, "Would you order me the Amulet of Elements?" And they'll find it for you. It may not be in the store, but they'll get it for you. Right. Or online, have it shipped to your house. Not it's simple. It's simple. But what? You, you have no excuse. And there's so many, there, even Walmart. You can go on to Walmart.com <laughs> and you can order the Amulet of Elements. Yeah. Target. Target. You, if you prefer Target over Walmart. There's <laughs> um, <laughs> Obu. There's like, oh gosh, there's so many different like book outlets that you can go to and you can type in the Amulet of Elements and you can order it. There's really, then, there's really no excuse. Set up somewhere. The next time I'm set up somewhere, you can bring it, and I will autograph it for you. Because one of these days, I'm gonna be like J.K. Rowling. I'm not even kidding. I'm gonna get there. I, I believe and, it. <laughs> I'm gonna get there with this book series. Absolutely. 
saw these early books, especially the first printing, the first 50 books that I ordered and I set up shop, I was autographing them with the date. If you came to my book signing the first time around, I put where it was. Mm-hmm. Because one of these days, one of these days, these first editions. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You know, especially the ones that I kissed prior to COVID. Yes. I have one of those. <laughs> yes. To, now I'm just going to have to get a stamp, I guess. I, Nobody, so I'm just going to have to get a lip stamp made. and. <laughs> or, or you can find a, maybe find a way to put lipstick on a mask and then go into it that way or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> something. I'm just stamp it. Well, stamp it. That'll work, too. That'll work, too. I, you know, done... My, I'm gonna do a lip imprint on mm-hmm. something. There you go. Get out. I'm gonna have a little stamp made, and I'm gonna bring me some red ink and be like, "There you go." There it is. Nailed it. Done. <laughs> I lip. She's not. Look. Yeah. She, she, she's not gonna leave you hanging. Is basically what she's saying. Not gonna do <laughs> no. that. No. 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 So, and I'm gonna try to get some goodies printed for this one, just like I did with the first one. I mean, I always. If you buy a book from me personally, if I'm at a convention, or even if I ship to you, you're going to get a matching beautiful bookmark of this Mm -hmm. wonderful work that was done by Randy Humphrey. And the beautiful Amulet of Elements that was created by Ashley Burt. I mean, you're going to get this beautiful artwork. And then the... um, I do have something a little special for the second book. Ooh. And it is, and I could even show you exclusively here. Take a second. No, they're not. I don't think that I have them on the little loop things. But hang on. Hang on. Uh, we're, we're, we have to see it now. We have to see this. <laughs> gotta see it now. We gotta see it now. You built it up this much. Now we gotta know. And if it's and if it's anything like the tchotchkes we got with the first book, I mean, it's got to be exciting because we we got some cool stuff with the first book. I'll even dress one up for you. Ooh, hang on, just give me. G- give her, give her a second. She's gonna, she's gonna, she's gonna show the world here. Yes, so I'm really excited about these. Now these aren't an exact perfect replica of the pendant of the. Yidrasil tree that is on the front cover, what? but it is really close. <laughs> and Ashley Burt did such an amazing job on these. I cannot tell you. I just have to show you. you, how you ha- we, we have to see it. Yes. See it to believe it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Yeah. That's gorgeous. Yeah. So these will be available on sale. After the book's officially out on my store. What? And or I'll have them with me whenever we go to, um, like, whenever I'm set up at places. But you get that really in the camera. Look at that. Um, That is gorgeous. But isn't that pretty? It's beautiful. A lovely. Oh, man, I love it. Folks, you're you're getting all kinds of fun stuff with this book. Huh? So you get the, the the public's getting all kinds of fun stuff with this book. Yeah, yes, and I am just super stoked to like maybe try to have some other goodies and and things like that with it. And it's been years of just saving, planning, 
doing things, you know, it, as much as I possibly can to have little collectibles along with it. And I have ideas for more, but not the finances. Right, so, but... Baby steps. Um, you know, I, I don't have... I don't want to do, like, a GoFundMe or anything like that. You know, I... I reinvest in myself. I take everything that I make from my sales, whatever, and I just reinvest in other things. Mm-hmm. I don't even pay myself. I just, <laughs> I just reinvest. But, but that's the that is the power of an artist. You put all all your money yeah. and all your energy into your yeah. art. Yes, exactly. And that's so, the way it should be. Yes. So aside from that. Um, uh, the only other thing is I finally got to back together with Bob Cassidy on and on that new shoot that we did. I don't know if you've seen the, my flying witch. I have, and it's a wonderful <laughs> shot. If you've not seen it, go check out her social media. It's a fantastic uh, shoot. Uh, and then, of course, I do my my nod to the awesome Wicked Witch of the West mm-hmm. photo. And there's more to come. Ooh. Come. Um, it takes time, you know. There's a lot of time and uh, and effort that goes into the to the editing process with those images. And Bob Cassidy does such a phenomenal job. He's so talented when it comes to, you know, putting me in such an epic background. because <laughs> I mean, the pictures are always they're always top notch. Always wanted to do that. I've always seen those cool like images of flying witches over the moon and i'm like i want to do that mm-hmm. i want to be me right <laughs> and i Bob made this dream come true for me thank you bob thank you and it looks and like i said it looks amazing if you haven't seen it you need to go check that out because it's a fantastic shoot and she looks phenomenal i don't believe it or not and we'll do what say it again got it in this room no I kidding it's from this set was shot in this room wow places in my room, mm-hmm. so. <laughs> so I mean, if you haven't figured it out, Rosemary Machario is uh, is a student of many talents and many arts, and she's proven that conclusively f- for many years now. And uh, yeah, and if you've if you've not read the the Amulet of Elements, you need to check it out now. It's available, like we said, everywhere. There's no excuse. No. For you to have no. not read this book. Now no, you can't no. you can't be now you can't you can't be as cool as me to have like a first edition with the kiss and the bookmark. Sorry, you can't be as cool as I am. But you can still get your own. And if, if you if you she's out on location, she will sign it for you. So you can have all of that. In the house, you know, I've got <laughs> order here. That's right. I will take it to the post office personally and ship it to you. <laughs> and she will say, "Here, here's your book. That's all you have to do." <laughs> yes. And then, and then on June 21st, do it all over again because the fate of the it realm is. And they pre-orders right now. And there's pre-orders. Right now, on Amazon, you just got to go to Amazon, type in my name. Hell, you could type it into Google right now, and it will pop up the Amazon link. You know. If you've not seen it posted on my website, if you've not gone to Seven Star Press and gotten a link from them, if you've not gone to my website, rosemarymachario.com, and gone to my store, and... When you type uh, in her name, boom, 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 website, Amazon, it all comes right... There's really no excuse to not find her. Yes. I mean, my name is my brand. Yeah, it is. I mean, I stand behind, you know, 
my name. Yeah. So. <laughs> and as well you should, because like I said, the, the first book is amazing. The second book's going to be even more amazing, as you've stated. And the series is far from finished. We have so much more to go. And, mm-hmm. I mean, there's just so much more to come. And that's really the definition of Rosemary Machario, is there's so much more to come. It never ends. We can all be magic of the chosen ones. <laughs> Bingo! You said it. You said it exactly. And so there you have it. I mean, that's that's. I mean, that's where it's at. Rosemary Machario is. I mean, you are the princess. You really are from that story. Let's face facts. You are her. You're as magical as she is. I try. You do, try. and and you do well. You do well. So. Mark it on your calendars. June 21st. Pre-order now if you want to. But The Fate of the Realm gets released on June 21st. And then just keep an eye out on all of her social media. Promote your social media where everybody can find you at. Yes, yes. I'm on Facebook. I am on LinkedIn. I am on Instagram and Twitter. I have not branched out besides those yet, even though everyone's asking me for a TikTok, TikTok and mm-hmm. all of these things, but I'm like, I don't have time. <laughs> and let me tell you, I take it from somebody who, who attempts TikTok, it takes time to come up with fun videos to do. Like, I, I might do one every once in a blue moon, but it's only if I have like, oh, that's a good idea, I'll just do it. Right. I have like, you know, it would be a lot more comical if I filmed my dog Thor doing stuff, but <laughs> you'd be surprised at how fam- quickly famous you can become on TikTok with great vi- uh, animal videos. Yes, yes. So I want to do like little bits at a time. I'm he's really camera shy, so I have a hard time getting pictures out of him. <laughs> I'd have to be like I was. Um, I think I don't know if I posted it yet, but. I've got a video of him, like, I was, I have a little animatronic baby Yoda, mm-hmm. and I floor, and he's always, like, he's always interested in the one that I have on my couch. Right. But I have one that, like, moves and, you know, raises its arms and makes all kinds of noise and, and stuff, and so he'll just look at it. <laughs> And he's just so concerned, and he tried to touch it with his paw. <laughs> Would it just be so gentle with something so small? Right. In a park, it's not even alive, so I can only imagine how gentle you would be with like small children or you know other small. I mean, he's all right with my cats, you know, but. he's more scared of the cats well let let me let's face facts who's more in charge there yeah yes the cats Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I I have one kitty her name's Freya and she's like way more in charge like her nickname is murder mittens oh my god and (laughs) birds and all these things like here you are right here you are no uh, our our cat teams the cat she's she's without a doubt in charge of the whole household so much so that we we made her the the symbol of our production companies i mean it that's the way it has to be because she is at the hbic as we say i mean that's without a doubt yeah well rose thank you so much for being on the show as always you have enlightened us you have brightened our day it's always so much fun with when you're here and hopefully a pandemic will stay away so that you can finally build your empire because you were you were getting there and it's stupid covid 
You would uh, you would be J.K. Rowling. You you wouldn't even given me a second thought. You'd be on Colbert, Fallon, Kimmel right now <laughs> if, if it wasn't for the pandemic. <laughs> but the pandemic hit, so you got to build. You got to start over. It's fine, but you're gonna get there because dream big, right? Yes, I will always come back and be on your show. Well, thank you, thank you. Well, you heard it here first. <laughs> but we've been speaking to the great Rosemary Machario on the Smoking Hot Podcast. Jenny, I mean, get him now! There's diarrhea fucking everywhere. Not tomorrow, now. Rosemary Machario is the best. She's one of the most talented people I know, and I'm proud to call her a friend. And it's so awesome. She's doing so great. Don't forget to pick up her new novel, The Face of the Realm, which will be released on June 21st. And if you haven't already, you need to if you haven't already. But like I said, if you haven't read it yet, make sure you pick up a copy of her first novel, The Amulet of Elements. You will not be sorry. It's a fantastic, fantastic series. And I look forward to seeing where it goes from here. You can also follow her on social media. Check out her website, rosemariemachario.com. You can follow her on Facebook at Rosemary Machario, on Twitter at Rose Machario, as well as at Machario Productions, and on Instagram at Rose underscore Marie underscore Machario. That's going to do it for us on this week's episode. Next week is another special episode in that it's another special live episode. I love the word special in case you haven't realized that. No, next week will be another live episode. Miss Pingrino, Miranda, Daniel will be back in the house. This go around, we're going to be playing some games. I haven't worked out all the kinks yet. Not those kinds of kinks. No, I don't think they would allow that on Facebook Live. But I'm talking about what exactly we'll be doing game-wise. We'll figure that out as we get closer. But next week will be another special live game edition of the Smoking Hot Toddcast. We've yet to do a game edition this season. Nothing like waiting to the last minute, but that's what we're going to do next week. It's a special live game edition episode of the Smoking Hot Toddcast, 8 p.m. on the Hot Toddy Facebook page via Facebook Live. So don't miss out on that. And then the week after that, it's our season finale. It's hard to believe we're already there, but we are. I'll shed a little bit more light on that next week. Until then, though, you can follow me on all social media at Smokin' Hot Toddy on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Toddy Comma Hot on Instagram. You can follow the Hot Toddy page on Mixcloud, as well as the Smokin' Hot Toddcast pages of SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, QuadPod, and wherever better podcasts can be found to catch all new episodes of the Smokin' Hot Toddcast. Make sure you follow the parent company on YouTube, Superfuzz Productions. There you can check out episodes of the Smoking Hot Toddcast sister shows, including Get Real, Let Me Tell You, Stump Hot Toddy, Just the Dumbest, and more. And you can also follow Superfuzz on Twitter at Superfuzz Videos. You can also follow some of my band of merry weirdos on social media. We'll begin with Twitter, Miss Pingrino at Pingrino, Sheila at Sheila Hawk, Doc Summit at Kev Summit, and Miranda at The Miranda Joe. On Instagram, Miss Pingrino at Janelle Marino, Sheila at Sheila Hawkins, Doc Summit at Kev Summit, and Miranda at at Miranda Panda Joe and on TikTok Miss Pingrino at BabyJ0831 Doc Summit at Kev Summit and Miranda at Miranda Panda Joe now, I'm going to end this week's show with a song. It's, it's a very quick song, so it's going to be a very quick ending here. Uh, but it's one that I wanted to play, and I'll tell you why. 
because I tried to use this song in one of the videos that we made for YouTube, and it was it's it's and it was a song it was a song from a TikTok. The TikTok itself was uh, an old video, I guess from maybe the early '90s or late '80s. I'm not sure, but anyway, it's this group of people. The majority of them are elderly, and they're singing about how much they love coffee. And I thought this is the most random thing on the planet. I'm sure I could put it into this YouTube video, and no one's going to say two things about, and no one's going to say two words about it. YouTube blocked the video. If you've ever uploaded a video on YouTube, you know that there are certain things you can get away with. There, there, you may have put a song in there or some music that is slightly copywritten, so it'll say, you know, just so you know, you can't monetize this video, but it's going to be seen by everybody. There's no strike or anything like that. And this video will not be blocked. Everyone can see it. Just know you can't make any money off of it if you're trying to do that because, uh, you know, it's copywritten music, and so therefore you can't. I'm, and I'm talking about major pieces of music. Music. That's like all you get. This stupid little one minute song, if, if it's even a minute, I'm not even sure how long it is. Th- this music got my video blocked on YouTube. They said, not only is this copywritten, no one is going to see this video because this song is copywritten and how dare you put it in your video so i had to go back in take that song out re-download the video and then upload it again and this time it's fine the video is out there but they wouldn't let me put this song in there and why i don't know but it's so bizarre and so random that i gotta share it somewhere and that's why i'm ending this week's episode of the toddcast with it i have no idea why it exists what's it about But these people are singing about coffee. So let's get to it. So until next week's live game edition episode of the Smoking Hot Toddcast, here's a bunch of weirdos singing about coffee. Sing it, Bill. One, two, three, four. I love coffee. I love tea. I love the Java Java and it loves me. Coffee and tea and the Java and me. A cup, a cup, a cup, a cup, a cup. Boy, I love coffee, sweet and hot. Oops, Mr. Waiter, I'm a coffee pot. Put in a pot, boys, give it a shot. A cup, a cup, a cup, a cup, a cup. A cup, a cup, a cup, a cup, a cup.